Hey, I'm Jen Tsui. I'm a certified life coach on a mission to guide women in doing the deep inner work necessary to liberate their true selves and create the incredible life they dream of living. This is the Fantastical Life Podcast. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Creating a Fantastical Life Podcast with me, your host, Jen Tsui. I'm super excited for today's episode. It is day two of 12 Days of Breakthroughs, and we are talking all about why you stay in unhealthy relationships and the number one thing you need to stop. So for all my ladies out there, I see you. Like, trust me, I have been in so many like toxic, unhealthy relationships um, in many different dynamics, including like, you know, parental and romantic and um, even like friendships, right? So this is for all of you out there and even if you're a guy like you can totally benefit from this as well like I'm not making this mean that there's only women getting unhealthy relationships like no there are plenty of men who are going through um, challenges like domestic violence um, you know being gaslit and you know being in an unhealthy relationship and and aren't do not have like the means or like the um, you know, social okayness to express those feelings and get help and stuff like that. So this episode is really for any of you who are in relationships, who are dating, who are struggling with, um, you know, finding the one even, um, or are struggling with whether or not you should stay in a relationship. And I know it's cuffing season, um, but you know, it's this whole idea of it's better to be miserable like alone than miserable with somebody like if you can actually internally like emotionally integrate that just like what we talked about yesterday with um emotional integration versus intellectual understanding of like advice and knowledge and stuff if you can emotionally integrate the idea that it is better for you to be unhappy alone than to be unhappy with somebody uh then you know you are already on your way to getting out of this unhealthy relationship so the reason why i really wanted to do this episode is because when you are in an unhealthy, like unsupportive relationship, oftentimes it can be difficult to label that for yourself. And the reason being when you're in it, you have like those rose colored glasses on, right? And you see the other person as um, like better than who they are. And also it's a self-protective like thing. So you don't want to believe that you have made a wrong decision or like this is not supportive and unhealthy and toxic. Like what would that say about you? So it's almost like ego protecting as well. If you can stay in a relationship and not view it for all the negative sides and kind of fake happiness, right? It's almost like survival kicks in and it's like, yes, this is fine. We can deal with it. And your ego kicks in and it's like, you know what? We're going to ignore these red flags and, you know, just say like, you know, this is just how they have been raised and this is just who they are and this is just how we interact with each other. Like, it's not a big deal. So just notice that there can be difficulty in being completely honest with yourself with how is the quality of the relationship that you're in and what are you choosing to allow and accept and believe that, you know, there's, there's nothing else out there or like it's, it's, you know, no relationship is perfect. And like, you know, this is just the flaws of it. Beware of that type of thinking, um, and where it's coming from and, um, like kind of put yourself out of the situation for a little bit and look at it more subjectively, because when you are able to do that, you, um, can for a moment take off the blinders and just like be truthful with yourself. Right. doesn't mean anything has to change. But it creates this awareness where now you can intentionally make decisions from um, a place where you're more connected to yourself 
instead of going with like the flow and kind of like the illusion of how things are going. So I do want to preface with saying that a toxic slash unhealthy relationship is very subjective. And at the end of the day, these are relationships that are not serving you and actually hurting you. All right. So um, I do also want to caution that this is not about hating the other person or like blaming the other person for being toxic or unhealthy. Um, because I do feel like spiritually, right, people are not inherently good or bad. People are people and they do good or bad things. They do things that are unhealthy. They do things that like, you know, might hurt people. They have potentially like toxic traits about them, but the person itself is not like inherently evil or bad. Um, there's just like toxic behaviors, toxic patterns, toxic, you know, um, ways of being and, and, uh, thinking and stuff like being like gaslighting people. Like that's can be subjective in a way I feel. And, and it's a toxic trait or behavior, but, um, the person itself is like separate from that. If you're able to kind of De detach the idea of toxic behaviors and toxic patterns and, and thoughts and actions from the actual individual, it will become easier for you to, one, leave the relationship if you're in a relationship, avoid the relationship if you are, you know, like looking to date, or three, just like be able to forgive if you have been in unhealthy or toxic relationships in the past and maybe you have not healed from it um, maybe there's still like work there to be done maybe it's hard for you to trust other people or maybe you're repeating the same habits it'll help you stop repeating those those patterns and drawing in the same people um, but also like forgive so that you can fully like move on to a better healthier um, supportive loving relationship so why do we stay in these like really unhealthy relationships um, and like I said, I have personal experience in this with, um, people in the past who have been abusive, uh, verbally and emotionally abusive, and also have been, you know, physically and sexually abusive as well at certain times, like very infrequently, um, for like physical, like, um, assault or like domestic violence type things. But, uh, unfortunately can say that, uh, it has happened. So, you know, what is it about these relationships that makes it so, like, challenging to get out of? And after really looking into it and, and thinking about it, I see multiple reasons, and one of them being very primitive, one being very socially driven, and then um, a few other reasons that are more internal. And I feel like they are not necessarily what you would expect. So I want to say it is not because you don't respect yourself. It is not because you don't think or you think that you deserve to be treated so poorly. It's not because you think um, you just love them so much or this is just how they love you. Right? It's not any of these reasons that you might see on social media or you know people might give you advice that you just have to love yourself and respect yourself and like that's why, right? It's like there's, there's deeper reasons to why you, um, why this is going on. It's not as easy as saying, like, we, we accept the love that we think we deserve. It's like, there's some truth in that, but it goes deeper. 
So I want to help you explore those deeper reasons, give you a solution or give you my perspective of like what truly helped me get out of those relationships and stop this like really toxic pattern of um, dating for myself, drawing in like people who uh, you know, I got attached to, didn't want to, like, didn't actually see going anywhere, but kind of feeling very graspy and, like, needing to hold on to these relationships, why that's going on, and specifically talk from a female lens as well, just because I am a girl, right, like, I, I don't necessarily, um, I can't necessarily relate to, like, all the things that are going on in a guy's brain, I'm not really sure, right, but from a female perspective, like, I totally got you. So, let's dive into it. The first reason I want to address is the very primitive reason of why we stay in these relationships. And it's simply because it's safer to be with people than to be alone. Okay, so remember our primitive brains, which is like in the back and like bottom of our brain, that little like smaller brain is like what it's called, uh, drives 95% of our behavior in our lives, right? It's a default programming that's helped us survive throughout centuries. Um, that has kept us alive and has kept us safe. It's the thing that, you know, tells you, like, to be afraid of taking risks and chances and stuff because you might die. It's the thing that has also been kicked into overdrive because now in today's society, we don't really need it to tell us, like, hey, it's unsafe to, like, go for this job and, like, quit and start your own business. It's like, no, 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 we're going to die because we're not going to have money. And, like, it's projected onto money. It's projected onto people, right? This... Primitive um, brain is wired for two things. It's for safety and survival. And if anything that we are considering doing, considering, you know, wanting to do, is can contradict that at all, then its job is literally to stop us, to convince us otherwise, to give us all the reasons why we shouldn't. And in the context of relationships, if we are with somebody, it's like, why would you leave this, right? It's safer to be with people. If you think back into the days when we're hunting and we're like hunting and gathering and like all this stuff, um, it's just literally safer to be in a group of people where you have a higher likelihood of surviving because you can share resources, you can share warmth, you can share skills, you have uh, people to fight with if something comes to a fight, like with an animal, if you're hunting, or with another tribe, right? It's just literally safer to be with other people. It guarantees, or doesn't guarantee, but it, it improves your likelihood of surviving any situation. So it's very logical to think, right, it's better to be unhappy alone than to be unhappy with someone, but also misery loves company, right? <laughs> so um, even though we can logically understand that if we are already unhappy individually, like with ourselves, with, you know, dis un incontent, uncontent, discontented, <laughs> you know, not happy, not content with our lives, with our relationships, with our whatever, then you know, just being with somebody wouldn't just automatically solve that situation for us. But it can be hard to believe that and to actually feel that when you're with somebody and our core wiring as primitive humans go completely against that. Right? It's like, why leave this person? Especially if you're in like a traditional male-female relationship and, you know, you can procreate, you can, cre you can like have sex and have a baby, right? Like that literally is the whole point of hu human, like, humanity. Right? That's like 
survival 101 is like make babies procreate survive right continue the human race or the human lineage i don't know so <laughs> because of that it's, it makes it harder when we are wired to believe that two is always better than one hence this intense fear of being alone of dying alone this intense pain of betrayal the intense desire for love for lust for validation and connection no matter who it comes from it becomes very difficult to come out of these unhealthy relationships. Again, not because you don't respect yourself, not because you can't see it happening and you're just ignoring things, um, and not because you think you deserve to be treated poorly, but it's just how we are wired, right? It's it, Those reasonings, um, those red flags, quote-unquote, as we would say, kind of go below the bar of what we're looking for, which is that biological bar of safety and survival. So, because you're wired to um, value human connection, it can be challenging. But if you can, again, detach that primitive reason and kind of see, like, okay, you are safe. Like, there are other people. Like, this is just your brain giving you a warning signal, right? It's like on your car when you're driving and it's like, okay, warning, like, your tire pressure is low. It's like, holy shit, I gotta, like, do something right now. Like, no, you can choose to be like, okay, thanks for telling me, and um, decide to go from there. Like, you know, thanks for telling me that, like, we might die alone if we leave this person, but, you know, I think I'm gonna be okay, and I will take this into the shop later. Like, you know, like, you can override that programming with your prefrontal cortex that makes critical decisions um, based off of critical thinking and choose something other than that. So other reasons why you might be staying in this relationship um, is wanting slash, like wanting to help slash caring too much. Okay, this is where it goes deeper. It's not just because you care so much. It's not because you're so like evangelical and you just want to help other people. What this really means, and I want you to listen carefully to this, what this really means is that there is something deeply ingrained into you there is a belief that is deeply ingrained in you that is telling you to prioritize other people's needs over your own and you believe it. <laughs> this is also called internalized patriarchy and misogyny. Okay, there is a lot of internally like integrated beliefs that come from all the isms like racism and sexism and uh, patriarchy and misogyny and all these things. Okay, this idea that quote unquote like good people wouldn't leave. I should be compassionate. I just care so much. I'm responsible for their feelings slash actions, right? I need to help them. This is my job. If I leave them, I'm giving up. It's selfish if I don't stay. These beliefs are not our own. They were created and passed down generation to generation, especially in women over time, because it did help us stay safe and survive, right? Like if we if you think back in the day when women didn't have like any access to like credit or um, have any power or couldn't work or whatever, then when you see like how do they step up into society, it's like, okay, you had to marry, right? If you marry somebody, then you would be okay. If you um, were able to have a man with you, didn't matter who he was and how he treated you, as long as he had some power... Uh, and this is also, you know, a biological thing of being driven to to power or being driven to men with power, even though they're a shitty person and might abuse and like whatever, is like your brain's overriding it and being like, no, it's safer anyways, right? And so these 
ideas that, oh, if you're staying in a relationship just because you want to help and care so much, it's not necessarily your thoughts. It's really not. It's this internalized patriarchy and misogyny because the people who benefit from us saying things like, oh, it's selfish if I don't stay or, um, you know, putting other people's needs before us is like a good thing. And like, that's how you are a good person. And being a good person means like just empathy and you're caring about other people and it comes at the sacrifice of your own and that's seen as like the gold standard right the people who benefit from this 99% of the time are not <laughs> women right they're not people of color they are um people who like a process who want to like see us sacrifice ourselves for their own well-being right so in society to uphold the rules the like unwritten rules of society to uphold like a glass ceiling um to aid like males into coming into power to keep people who are you know good-hearted down and um to limit their resources to make sure that they have to go through a person of, of authority, like bosses or a husband, in order to make a decision, right, get this okay, like, we are seen as sacrificial, like, people who are like this, right, and uh, our minds have been brainwashed and contorted into believing that this is a good thing. If you have watched uh, Marriage Story, I love this one scene of the lawyer talking to Scarlett Johansson's character, about how the concept of a good dad was just invented like what 50 years ago and like you know women are held to like such a high standard and if you just do this one little thing right if you drink one glass of wine suddenly you're an alcoholic and you're a terrible mom right like this idea that women are held up to these really really high standards and it takes so like much to be a good mom but so little to be considered a good dad um, that was a brilliant scene in my opinion because it really does talk about how this internalized misogyny plays out in our society and in the law. Um, she also talks about how if you look at the, the kind of ideal woman, it's like the Virgin Mary. She literally had a baby as a virgin, right? She's all loving and giving and so sacrificial and whatever. Um, so it's just funny how that that's the case and how we all accept that to kind of be true, right? And to bring in like another aspect of this is to look at Christian ideas and how like our society has been influenced by religion and Christianity like specifically and this um this need to be a good person being put onto everybody right and this especially for women and girls like this obsession with being seen as good right being seen as giving and generous and loving and not too much and not a whore obviously for sure like you just don't be a whore and don't be a bitch and don't be bossy right where does this all come from and who benefits from that okay so another reason um that you might be staying in these relationships is because of a lot of self-shaming that's going on Okay, so there's a lot of anger, frustration, embarrassment, and shame in yourself for not being able to, like, for example, set boundaries for yourself and follow through, 
for getting in these relationships and not like and for staying or for staying longer than you anticipated or for wanting to leave and then not leaving right like there can be a lot of self-shaming going on that actually perpetuates the cycle of staying in the relationship and this goes for like friendships um you know relationships with romantic partners with even like your parents and stuff especially if you're like an adult and have moved out and stuff um there can be a lot of shame in this idea of quote-unquote allowing somebody to continue to be in your life and like even if you say you're going to cut them off and not cut them off and what this does is it builds distrust in yourself and so it makes it harder every time um, that you have this inkling to leave or to change the dynamic of the relationship it makes it harder to actually follow through with it because now your brain is wired to go into the past, right, to always find evidence for whether or not something is a good decision or whether or not something is going to be successful in the future as we go into the past and see how did this thing go last time. And because now you have had these thoughts and had these inklings to leave or to change the dynamic of the relationship and you've seen how you wanted to change or what you wanted to do and it tends to be the same thing where you want to be treated better you want to leave you want to you know speak up for yourself or whatever because it's always been the same and it's always failed in the past it makes it harder to go forward with that decision now right your brain's like no that's not a good idea you should just stick it out because look at the past like why would things change now also it wasn't successful in the past also what if what if what if so you just don't change and the way to, to go around this is to make decisions from your future self instead of um, allowing yourself to stay like in the past and also to give yourself forgiveness, right? Really being able to have that compassion for yourself. So instead of shaming yourself for, you know, not falling through in the past, right? And making it mean that you are a dumb bitch that like don't, doesn't respect themselves. And I say this because I remember making that mean a that about me when I was in toxic relationships and being very, you know, ashamed about staying in these relationships. Instead of doing that, having compassion for the person who was making those decisions, which was the girl who, you know, did care, right? And who cared so much and wanted to like be loved and give love and receive love, um, who didn't understand all these like things that were going on in my own life, in my own emotions, and also did not know about this internalized wiring of misogyny and patriarchy and like what was actually driving those decisions was not necessarily me, but it was what I believed was right based off what other people had told me, right? What was good to do? What was the right thing to do? What was like, whatever. So being able to have compassion for that version of you allows you to follow through now in a new way that serves your future self. Now to go deeper into a big reason, like the deepest reason I think for all this is not trusting yourself with moving forward from your situation. Whether that is trusting that there will be somebody better who comes along, that there will be another chance for you to find love, or trust that you will actually be able to leave a relationship, leave safely, um, be able to trust yourself to date again, whatever it is. Like I alluded to this in the last reason um and all of this really is that you have broken all self-trust and that's the effect of staying in these relationships and to have these toxic patterns kind of like in your head and especially if you've been influenced by people like gaslighting you or you know being very emotionally abusive there 
can be a lot of broken self-trust. So you might feel like you don't know what to do anymore. You might feel like you don't know what you even really want to do anymore. You might feel like you don't know if you want to leave the relationship or you question all your decisions. You might be disconnected from your intuition. Um, you might only try to rely on your brain and your heart wants something completely different, but you can't reconcile it and your gut has completely left the chat, right? Because you've ignored it so much. Uh, again, not necessarily to your own fault. But you've basically proven to your spirit that one, you're not going to trust your intuition, so it's pointless in being there. And two, when things don't go your way, you beat yourself up. And your spirit wants two things. One, it wants to be heard, and two, it wants to be loved. And you're basically being like, I'm not going, I'm going to hear you, and I'm not actually going to hear you and do anything about it. And also, I'm going to like beat yourself up, right? I'm going to, to not love you. And when you beat yourself up, you shame and you judge and you criticize yourself. It's like being a child, right? They cower and hide away and they are afraid to come out again because they don't think it's safe. So your spirit is doing that. Your spirit is that child. Your, your inner spirit is your inner child and it doesn't think it's safe. Whatever they do, even when it's in the only intention to love you and help you, and you ignore it. You neglect it. You reject it or you punish it. So the number one thing you need to do in order to reconcile this like toxic cycle that you are in that you know society perpetuates but you are also perpetuating is you need to choose yourself so what does choosing yourself actually mean choosing yourself does not just mean the actions it means the thoughts and the feelings behind it right like that is how you actually move forward with it it's like when you know that you should leave and you think the problem is just you but it's not just you, it's your belief system. That's why you haven't left. It's not you and your inability to actually leave and your inability to be aware of the situation and see it for what it is. It's the thoughts and feelings behind it that has led you to stay. The fear that has like kept you from leaving or the uncertainty and the confusion that has led to you just staying and to be okay with like what things, how things are going right now. So in order to choose yourself, you have to come from a place of love, of compassion, forgiveness, confidence, and trust. So look at the model, right? Circumstances trigger thoughts. Thoughts generate feelings. Feelings drive our actions. Actions create results. So if you want the result to be like, um, be in love with yourself, right? Have a good relationship with yourself. Um, be able to choose yourself and continuously do that to be in a loving relationship. Right? and you look at the action behind it, then it's gonna be to choose yourself, right? To choose your spirit, to choose your desires, your your wants and your needs over what you think you should choose. So reversing the model, right? The action, choose yourself. The feelings, the feelings that have to go into that, like I said, are love, compassion, forgiveness, confidence, and trust. So now, what are the beliefs, what are the thoughts that you have to have in order to generate those feelings? Because right now, the thoughts that you are probably generating in your head are creating feelings of shame, of inadequacy, of like hurt, of you know hate and indifference and all these things. And what we want instead is the love and compassion, forgiveness, confidence, and trust. So thoughts like, I always know what's best for me. I trust myself to make my own decisions. I'm not who I was back then. I make decisions for me now. I can choose myself today. I'm worthy of my own love. I am everything I need to be already. 
I'm in control of how I feel. I'm willing to let this relationship go. I will serve myself better by leaving this relationship. This relationship no longer serves me, and I decide to choose myself. I'm above this, so I can choose myself. I've changed. I do not allow this behavior anymore. I consider the future I'm creating with this decision, and I choose blank. To me, those are all thoughts that create like empowerment and create that love and compassion, forgiveness, trust, and confidence in myself. And so when you are able to practice these thoughts, these beliefs, and even if it has to start with, you know, it's possible that I am worthy of my own love, it's possible that I'm in control of how I feel, right? Like, you can work your way up to these beliefs that they don't feel 100% believable just yet. Like, that's okay. But getting to yourself, uh, getting yourself to a point where having these thoughts is a practice every day, right, to combat the negative thoughts that you're having that are creating this confusion and whatever other negative, like, uh, negative feelings that you're having that's not creating the result that you want, to practice these positive beliefs or helpful thoughts, these very productive thoughts that generate the feelings that you want and can drive the actions that actually lead you to the result that you want, which is to be, like, your highest self, to be liberated of this, to be able to um, create, maintain, and manage a healthy, loving, supportive relationship that is perfect in your mind, right? Perfect for you. And remember that perfection is not a point, it's like a circle, right? So creating this, like, what is perfect for you? Like, what are you willing to allow and what are you not willing to allow, right? Knowing that no relationship is quote-unquote perfect in the sense of you know, everything good all the time, there's no arguments and stuff, but knowing that, okay, well, maybe in your perfect relationship that is healthy and supportive, you might be arguing with, like, things about, you know, the dishes or what you want to do over the weekend versus in an unhealthy, toxic, unsupportive relationship, the things you're arguing about is, like, whether or not you can trust them, right? So being able to have that kind of clarity in yourself by choosing yourself, by seeing, um, you know, what are the feelings being created in your belief system can really allow you to start to trust yourself more, um, be able to set boundaries a lot easier for yourself and follow through. It's easier to know what you want and don't want. It's easy to let go of people, things, opportunities, because now you fully trust and believe that there will always be more. You're coming from a place of sufficiency and abundance. And it's like honestly just a lot simpler to see what you're doing and why you're doing it and not doing it. Okay, everyone, that is everything for today's episode. I hope this helped you a lot in understanding yourself. If you want to dive deeper into this work and be able to um, connect with your intuition again, to be able to build this trust so that you can create and maintain and manage these healthier relationships, uh, unwire these beliefs of internalized patriarchy, of having to be good, being sacrificial for like the good of others and being you know, it's just so caring for other people and actually create the relationship that helps you grow and thrive. This is all the work that we do in my one-on-one coaching program, Find Your Freedom. You can book a consultation with me to get started by the new year. 
Um, if you just go to jensfoy.com, that's J-E-N-C-U-I.com, you can click the connect with me button or the work with me page to kind of read through more about what we do in that program. But if this is a big goal for you, if you want to experience a really loving, healthy relationship like you have never in the past, and you want to even like broaden your scope of what's possible for you and what is you know, possible is a healthy, perfect, in your own mind relationship. If you want to open up that possibility, meet your soulmate and, you know, kind of this live happily ever after and define what that looks like, uh, we can do that all in this program. So friends, I hope you continue to enjoy the 12 days of breakthroughs. I will see you in the next one. Have a great rest of your day. Bye!